0: Hey everybody, it is Trani Unicorn here with another episode of my Sex and Swinging Podcast. So I have come to an interesting episode where I wanted to give a self-reflection on something that's going on in my personal life that impacts my life as a sexual person and a swinger. And uh, it's very relevant to sex and swinging, so I'm hoping you will find it interesting. So I talk about unicorns. I talk about single women unicorns on my YouTube channel, on my other podcasts as well. And I am all about giving advice on how to find them, you know, which are basically single women in the sex club lifestyle or swinger lifestyle that like to have sex with like couples or engage in, you know, sex freely kind of thing in these environments. So one of the biggest, uh, you know, known facts about, about unicorns is that they're very rare, like they're rare. Um, they're hard to find. Even if you want to find a single woman to fuck, it doesn't mean you're going to. Even if you go to the club and you're all smelling good and feeling good, it doesn't mean you're going to. I like to talk about single women in the lifestyle and give advice on couples and single men and anyone else who's looking for them. How do you find one? How do you court them? How do you get them interested in having sex with you? And I've done a good job. I've got over 750 videos across two YouTube channels. I've got a lot of podcasts all about trying to help people on this journey and uh, and beyond so one of the interesting things is that unicorns are rare it is something that everyone knows it's why they're called unicorns because they're so mythically rare to find a single woman that's like sure i'll fuck you and then leave like you know essentially right um polyamory is different than swinging polyamory their unicorn hunting is actually considered like unethical because that third person is treated like you know as the other like differently whatever totally understand that as a swinger, I'm fine with being hunted for sex as a, as a single woman unicorn because I like recreational sex with couples that's meant to be spicy and fun and not meant to build a relationship. That's just my preference. So one of the things is that single women are rare and you might ask why? Why are they rare? Well, one of the reasons is because, you know, there's just way more single men, okay, like there's just way more single men and way more partnered people in this lifestyle. So the single women are the lowest. You know counted like group right um, and so that's just statistically we are n- numbered rare right the other thing is what I've learned and I learned this the day I went into the sex club and had a conversation with a single well she wasn't single at the time but a woman in, who said that she started out as a unicorn and she gave me advice and what she said is well a lot of the times unicorns partner up and then they're not unicorns anymore and I was like oh yeah that makes sense so even if someone is a unicorn it doesn't mean they're staying a unicorn what if you know three months down the road they hit it off with somebody they suddenly are in a partnership or a a triad whatever suddenly they don't identify as a unicorn anymore so it's just one of those things where unicorns are rare for many reasons and one of them is where that person is in their life you may get a single woman unicorn who's only been single for a week you may find us who've been single for years right you don't know Uh, and so it's really interesting so my whole journey so far when i started my youtube channel and i had you know a funny video uh go viral of me talking about a sex story i had in the big red orgy room at oasis aqua lounge and if you are interested i'm going to be putting a link to it in the description now it is an age-restricted video so you're going to need to have me logged into youtube to be able to watch it uh yeah they like to make my shit off limits to people um, sometimes, rightfully so, but yeah. Anyways, um, and so I have been on this journey as a single woman the whole time. Now, did I want a partner to join the lifestyle with? Yes. I looked for that. I wanted the safety and the security of doing this with someone, right? And I didn't get that. That wasn't how my life played out. So I did this journey as a single woman, and I have never regretted that. I have never felt more fucking popular than being a rare commodity in a sex club full of attractive, horny, you know, interesting people, okay? Like, it's like, oh, suddenly I feel goddess vibes. Like, I I don't feel like this at the bus stop. Why don't I feel like this at the bus stop? I don't know. All I know is that as a curvier woman who goes to sex clubs as a single woman, I get a lot of fucking attention and it's fantastic. So fuck the rest of y'all. I'm just going to hang out there. That's where I'll seek my, you know, societal validation. Uh, Anyways, uh, I digress. So... I have been doing this for years and I have been attending sex clubs alone for years. I have also had uh, dates where I have gone on or guys that I've been seeing as friends with benefits and I would include those stories and vlogs on my channel as well. Now something has changed in my life and I am actually no longer technically identifying as a single woman and technically that does say I'm not a unicorn anymore in the lifestyle. That's a little shocking for me since I have branded myself a Toronto unicorn, okay? I I branded myself as a single woman. So it's one of those things that maybe it wasn't very future to my title or my, not my name, my brand. But um, <laughs> I resigned the fact that I was single and that was how I was thriving. And, you know, and so I did it that way. But the truth is now I am, you know, very happy in a relationship with somebody. Now it is an open relationship and I'm still a swinger. And I enjoy the idea of him fucking certain people like of my friends in front of me. Can't wait. I'm, made, I'm waiting for him to tell me he's ready. I can't wait. But is there certain things that will not feel good? Yes, I won't, there's no, there, for me there's no room for sex that would threaten our, our dynamic or our relationship. So like, sex for us is casual, recreational, with friends, with people like that, not with other romantic partners. That's just my personal life choice. I am not polyamorous. I am emotionally monogamous. I like to be a sexual swinger i like to have sex with other people usually with my guy around or included and uh not always so it is just i'm a very uh, free spirit in a way too but i am very happy and i am now identifying differently right i am not going to the club and i'm not single i'm not there looking for single men i am there to be social to make friends to help other people connect and all of that and this is a huge shift for me so uh, yeah so it's one of those things where i didn't know how to even tell people because i didn't want to jump the gun or like say something was happening when it wasn't even that serious yet but no it is something i'm pretty confident in and uh i'm pretty i'm pretty happy so i am now going to sex clubs looking for other people to involve with my guy and this is so fun like i'm nervous too and there's so much to learn about the couple side of this and uh it's interesting i'm actually uh, working on a secret side project right now uh for another podcast and i'm journeying and i'm talking about the the lessons i learned along the way of trying to onboard somebody to the lifestyle so stay tuned for that uh it's not out yet but Basically now I'm the one that's going and having conversations with him about you know What are you looking for? What are you comfortable with like all that? And then like pointing out girls to him and like seeing if he likes them like that's kind of fun Um, We talked about what defines cheating because we need to know that yeah Just because we have sex with other people and it's we're in an open relationship We still have guidelines about like how we just define the respect the respect boundaries and so things just you know certain people who are threatening to the relationship are off limits so are you know not telling the other person about about a situation things like that so otherwise we're pretty open with each other which is really cool um but it doesn't mean i'm not nervous about it even still as an enthusiastic swinger now i am now looking for other couples or single women right to treat my man to or like with me so now i'm switching roles into the huntress for i would say ethical unicorns because i understand the ethical concerns about unicorn hunting but again i am very comfortable with my swinger role and there is such a thing as hunting a unicorn so there is so now I'm not hunting strange women to fuck my, my guy. I know that I, my guy actually wants, you know, Mr. S he wants connection. He wants to feel good with these dynamics too. He's not interested in stranger sex either. And so for me, that means that already off the bat, I have to be comfortable with him fucking people that he has a connection with. Totally fine. I'm okay with that. Um, But for some people, they want no connection. They want strangers so that it feels less threatening. For me, I understand that for some of us, myself included, I can't enjoy sex unless I have a connection with somebody. So I'm not going to be a very fucking fun swinger if I'm only allowed to fuck strangers. You know what I'm saying? Uh, No. So I'm very open-minded about that. And what I learned also, and I've known this about myself, but what I didn't know is that other people are not as much like me in this way i am actually enthusiastic about the idea of my partner fucking another woman in front of me like absolutely can't wait i hope i get some internal credit for that because i'm like cheering him on that's my inner fucking confession the truth is i do want him to come home later and say that was amazing like thank you for being such a cool girlfriend like whatever it is i want it i'm not gonna lie i fucking want it and i also want him to get his cum swallowed because i don't do that for him so i would love to get that pleasure through my body of watching him get it through his Now, not everybody has this feeling of compersion, the feeling of pleasure or joy at seeing somebody else's pleasure, even if it doesn't impact me or involve me. And I very much do have that feeling. Now, that feeling can turn to jealousy really quick if that girl acts shady, tries to hold his hand, you know, like have this kind of interlocking, you know, like connection. I'd be like, uh, something's kind of turning. And then if she tried to like, you know, run away with them into a separate room together, I'd be like, no, no, no. That's just not kind of my vibe. So it doesn't mean I'm just this like free flowing hippie of, of love. I still can have that compersion and those feelings of joy turn to panic, turn to jealousy, and all of that. Now, what I have learned through the process of of adapting to this lifestyle and being, you know, deconditioned and deprogrammed from monogamous, our, you know, cultural upbringing, is that... Sex is so beautiful when there's not a lot of like red tape around it. If you want someone to feel good that they're exploring with others, and then you say, "Well, you can't touch her asshole and you can't kiss her," well, then you're really fucking making this a stupid fucking, in my opinion, limited option. I would say to my guy, do whatever you fucking want. Come in her face, like if she's consenting, obviously but just don't fall in love with her. Like, this is the point. Like, I just want you and me to be, you know, you know, it's us in life and you're welcome to fuck all these other people. So it's interesting because I have already identified and they are aware of the people of my friend group that he is going to sleep with. And it hasn't happened yet but that's just because they're not ready yet. I'm ready. It's okay. It might happen soon. But the truth is I am okay with it. And some people are really curious about why I would be okay with even a friend of mine, a female friend of mine sleeping with a guy I'm with, a guy, you know, my boyfriend, whatever. Well, I asked for it to be done in front of me. I said the only rule I said to him and, you know, you know how I like rules, but the truth is these were guidelines that are, you know, hard and fast limits. So I said, just do it in front of me. Don't do it behind my back. If you're hanging out with this person and you're having a great day, don't go home and fuck her. But if I'm around and we're all hanging out, I would want you to explore that chemistry that you have. Now, maybe that some people won't agree and they'll think that I'm still being limiting on my partner. And the truth is I am, but I'm also putting a line around where the joy is for me and I'm cutting out the things that don't because I'm not here to people please for anybody. Not through a threesome, not through my partner fucking someone else, nothing. Because if I saw my partner fuck someone else and they did something that upset me, first of all, as long as it wasn't something against like the rules or whatever, I wouldn't, I wouldn't hold it against them, but I would learn and adapt for the future that's kind of my method now, right? It's like, sometimes you still can get bad feelings in situations of jealousy, of feeling left out. And it doesn't mean it was, it was a bad experience. It just means that you have to learn and take these things into account for the next experience. So now that I'm in a couple, even though I'm an open dynamic and I can still fuck other people one-on-one even, I am now trying to find these other single women, And I feel very up for the task, okay? I am ready to line up women for my fucking guy, okay? Like, as long as he wants them. Because I understand the single woman at these clubs. And I understand that we all just want to feel seen, wanted, cherished, you know, appreciated. Make us feel fucking special. Even, Even if you don't plan to talk to us after the night is over, you can still make us feel good. You could make us feel fucking glamorous, you know, like I just, you know, I just, I, maybe I just like a lot of positive feedback, but so do a lot of people. So now that I know what the women are looking for theoretically, I'm going to be able to give it to them and I'm going to mean it. And, uh, I feel very good about my odds here, especially when it's my guy on the line. I'm more motivated, shall we say. And especially because I want him to fuck other women. It's not like I'm just letting him. I want him to fuck other women. But in front of me, again, I enjoy it. If he wants to fuck a, a woman here and there on one-on-one, because, for example, if they're not bisexual and I wouldn't be involved anyways, I'm going to be understanding about that. But for the most part, I want him to have those experiences where I can, like, be around, be part of, even, like, caress, you know, like, something, just be there, you know? So that's our jam, and that's where I'm at and so now when I go to the sex clubs I no longer feel like I am identifying as a single woman even if I show up alone I'm you know it's cuz my guy's working or he's busy right like it's like I'm still like a single woman at a club that's presenting a single might not even be single there's many women that just show up to take advantage of the facilities for example at like Oasis Aqualange, if it's like a, a nice beautiful spa uh, outdoor pool You know, sometimes single, they're not single women, they look single, but they're there just having a spa day and, like, are meant to go, you know, maybe they're going to do something else after. But single women are rare. Even the single women you find at sex clubs might not even be open for sex. Uh, Shocking as that is, not all of us are there looking to get fucking laid. Some of us are there to be part of a lifestyle and a broader fabric of, of a certain group of people we want to be a part of. So... What a journey. I never thought my my journey would take this turn, especially in front of my audience because I wasn't expecting it, but I also wasn't expecting this whole journey to happen in front of my audience, um, mostly my audience on YouTube because it started years ago. So now you're gonna see some stories coming out on this podcast and others that might you know, reflect my couple experience now when I'm looking as a couple and maybe I'll deal with jealousy as a couple. And I did already deal with some issues, right? And so that's why I'm making this other podcast that's not live yet because I want to document what the hardships to. I want to learn and tell you all about it. Please make sure you visit my fan page if you want to see all of my, you know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of, of photos, videos, everything. I have been at this for years. I like to spoil that page with content, and uh, yeah, I I don't nickel and dime people. I'm there to kind of be a fan page. If you want to buy a dick rating, you can. Otherwise, I have a few select you know sexual videos that you can buy. Um, but otherwise, I am there to be entertaining, to be like talking to you, uh, give you advice. I give a lot of people advice, and I really like it. I do have female identified fans that come there, even if they don't come for my pussy pictures, they're still getting them. So you know, consent needed. But yeah, uh, you know, there's a few of those floating around on my fan page too. I hope you check it out. That's how you can support me and getting this content out there. I also have a lot of Amazon store friends in whatever country you are in likely. And uh, it would really help me out if you would click on those links, check out the products while you're there, pick up something you need, and that will go ahead and support my channel. So I appreciate you all. Thank you for listening. And uh, this journey has taken a turn and I'm I'm here for it, so I hope you are too.